Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. Rick Elrod is with Delta County Non-Motorized Trails. I appreciate you joining us here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You have been working on lots of trail systems throughout the county. Sometimes I wonder how you keep them up because you you multitask. You don't work on one project at a time necessarily. Yeah, there's always a lot of different things going on. So luckily we've got a great group of volunteers and we have people that kind of have their certain trails that they're passionate about and different activities that they're passionate about. So that kind of helps spread out the the volunteers to different areas and, and focus on multiple things at a time. We were learning about the beer that's going to be brewed to help as a fundraiser for the group. What are the funds needed for? Yeah, the funds really, our organization is really focused on maintaining, improving, and growing the non-motorized trail systems throughout Delta County. So that's um, that can just be fixing up the trails that we already have or coming up with ideas to expand on those trail systems, adding new trails, things like that. So, so is it equipment or product that's needed to do it, such as wood for the bridges or whatever? Yes. Depending on the trails, sometimes it's, you know, like you said, buying uh, wood to build boardwalks. It can be buying some uh, like aggregate trail mix that we put down on the trail that kind of helps to mitigate some of the sandy erosion areas, um, renting equipment, compactors and things like that, um, buying tools to, to use on the trails, all those types of things. Okay. How much of a budget do you have a year? Uh, or does it vary? Yeah, it kind of varies depending on the projects that we're working on. So if we have certain projects coming up, we kind of focus on fundraising for those specific projects. And uh, we've been really fortunate to have a great group of corporate partners over the last couple of years and a great, great membership as well that help support the kind of operating costs of the organization. And then a lot of the projects we worked on too, we've gotten some, some great uh, grants and funds for, for those specific projects, which really helps a lot. Other than brewing beer, how do you raise funds? Is it all donations? Yeah, basically it's all donations. So we do uh, have corporate partners, which are local businesses that want to support our organization. And uh, we've got different levels depending on you know how much they're, they'd like to contribute. But we have um, so corporate partners and then also members. So you can join a, the organization as a member to help support the organization. We have different levels of membership as well. We've got a single membership, a family membership, and then what we call an epic membership, which is uh, basically it adds an additional $100 onto the donation, and uh, they receive a nice dry, dry fit, uh, power dry hoodie with our logo on it. So kind of helps people that just really want to support the organization a little bit more, um, give them an opportunity to, to help out. And they can do so at a website, I'm assuming. Yeah, all okay. the information's on our website, dcntrails.com. So that stands for Delta County Non-Motorized Trails. Um, easy to get those letters mixed up sometimes. But yeah, we've, uh, we're really looking forward to, to expanding on the trail systems here in Delta County. We've made a lot of great progress over the last couple years. Uh, one of the big trails that we've been focusing on is the Days River Pathway, which has really been identified through some of our public meetings and just through our, our board uh, members as one of the, the trail systems in the area that has the most potential and gets utilized the most. So It is a DNR trail. It is. And just before the pandemic hit, 
you got a contract with the DNR to put in a, a biking trail there. Yeah, so that trail system uh, in the past has always been cross-country ski trails, and there's been a lot of people that like to bike on them, but they're not really designed for biking. You know, they're they're more wide-open trails. They're kind of straighter curves and things like that, but uh, bikers really like to have a narrower trail that's a little bit more technical, a little bit, you know, more curvy and more more hills and things like that. So we've been working on um, building new single track there. So we finally got approval a couple years ago to build single track trail there. And over the last couple of years, we've put in over three miles of brand new single track trail designed for mountain biking. Um, mm-hmm. Those trails are multi-use, so you can walk on them and things like that, but they're really kind of focused designed for, for mountain biking. How many miles do you want to put in eventually? Um, the current plans we're looking at potentially around 12 miles. Um, but those kind of fluctuate as, as things progress. Um, as of right now, we've got a little bit over three miles and we're working right now with the DNR on some plans to expand that in the near future here, just kind of finalizing some of the details on that. Um, but yeah, it looks like, what does it take to put that kind of a track in? Yeah, it's a really, depending on, um, how you're building the trail, there's kind of different, different methods. So the, the way that we've built the first three miles is basically you come in with a mini excavator and you dig out the kind of, uh, vegetation on top. To, Cause you don't want any roots in the way. Right. Yeah. You don't want the, the roots or the, the grass and kind mm-hmm. of, uh, vegetation on top that will decompose and kind of, it gets really soft and it isn't a nice pack down surface to ride on. So you get rid of that and then you come in and kind of shape the trail with some hand tools to get it kind of the slope that you want. And there's, there's specific kind of guidelines for how to build sustainable trails that allow for proper runoff and, and, you know, the right slope for, for it not to erode too much in the future. So use hand tools to kind of fine tune that. And then come in with uh, some other tools to compact it down and and kind of rake it smooth. All right. Are you still working on it then next year, or are you going to be taking some time? Or I mean, how how much are you concentrating on that? Yeah, we're right now kind of just kind of trying to focus in on the plans that we have and finalize some of the details. And then once once that plan is in place mm-hmm. for where specifically the trail is going to go and, and how we'll find funding and things like that. Um, we're hoping to, to hit the ground running on installing more trail. So you were working on the pathway itself, doing some of the aggregate that you were talking about as well yeah. as clearing, especially the brush up above and things like that. Has that been completed or is that continuing at the same time or kind of put to the side? Yeah. That's one of the projects that's always kind of just, um, ongoing there's there's always additional areas that can use um some more work some more work and kind of fine tuning so yeah over the last few years we've gotten a a couple of grants from qpad and had some help from the scouts and from from others and it's been great to get out there and kind of smooth out some of those really rough areas and to add add in some aggregate in the really sandy spots to help kind of mitigate the erosion in the future and just make it a better trail for people to ride. So it's really helped a lot with the bikeability of the ski trails, but also has really smoothed it out for cross-country ski trail grooming. And, um, you know, it's just a much nicer trail system out there. A lot of people walk that one as well. 
Yeah, we have a lot of people that just go out there to take a walk or walk their dog mm-hmm. um, all throughout the year. So there's some great spots. One of the things that we did last year was uh, add in a snowshoe loop up kind of between the parking lot and the bridge, which was a couple mile loop just to give people a different opportunity to get out on the trail and, and do some snowshoeing, but still kind of stay off the main ski track so that they don't damage the ski trail. The snowmobile trail goes by it, or is it connected to the system somehow? Yeah, the snowmobile trail goes through that same property. It's kind of a bit to the west of the the ski trail and just kind of goes straight straight through the whole side of the property and, and loops around at one point. Okay. Separate parking lot for that, or do they share parking lots? Yeah, there's a parking lot, an ORV parking lot, right across the street from the, the non-motorized trail system. And that's where they connect there? Correct, yep. Okay. And then there's a, a, a bridge that goes across the river, snowmobile bridge. Speaking of the snowshoe trail, one was also installed on the west side in Escanaba. I don't know if the club was a part of that, uh, but certainly I've used it a few times. And yeah. it's very handy to have a trail separate from the cross-country skiers. But you yeah. have done a lot of work on that trail, especially with some of the of the walkways. Yeah, absolutely. We've... Uh, the, the west side recreation area in Escanaba has been in the past, again, kind of used as a cross-country ski trail, but uh, between the city and, and our, our organization and, and just other trail enthusiasts, it's always been kind of a dream to make that usable year-round. It's In the summer, it gets really wet and mucky back there. Um, so with the, with the city's kind of approval and... and um, some funds we were able to come up with a couple thousand feet actually of boardwalk so uh, we got some funding from the Escanaba Rotary and the regional rotary and the city of Escanaba so with the with the help of a lot of volunteers we were able to put in uh, over 2,000 feet of wooden boardwalk that kind of bypass or go over the top of some of those really wet sections of trail helps out the uh, environment there but also the skiers when the, the weather gets a little iffy yeah absolutely so it's uh yeah it's just a great way to kind of be able to still utilize all mm-hmm. of those trails even if it's not perfect ski conditions you can get out there and and go for a hike or whatever what do you think like of do. that west side recreation area the trail system how's it doing it's great yeah it's it's really nice because it's so close to town it's really convenient to get to and um you know you've got a think there's around six and a half miles total of of trails back there so it's nice to get out and get some fresh air and and you're basically right in town but it doesn't feel like it when you're out there there's a lot of land out there and just a really nice natural area to to go through was that the trail or was it days river that kind of got this group organized in the first place when you realized there was a need yeah the the days river pathway uh back in 2015 the uh, Visit Escanaba, the, the Visitors Bureau for Delta County, um, contracted with IMBA, the International Mountain Bike Association, to come and do a study and plan at Days River to build new single tracks. So that plan uh, kind of was on the back burner for a little while, and some some local uh, trail enthusiasts kind of heard about that and were excited about the potential of building trail out there. And And the biggest hurdle to getting that plan to move forward is there had to be some sort of um, nonprofit group or volunteer group to ma- actually make it happen. So uh, that's kind of was the project that 
kind of sparked the fire under people to to want to form this organization and uh, has been great to finally see some results uh, from that plan and from some of the other plans that we've had since then um, to actually get the trail started and, and get things progressing forward. From my awareness, other areas in the UP that have concentrated on mountain biking would be Munising, Marquette, Ishpeming area, and Copper Harbor. Is that true? Yeah. How do we compare? It's, you know, it's different. Yeah, it's different in every area. Obviously, they've got uh, a really different landscape in in some of those other areas. In Copper Harbor and Marquette, they've got a lot of really rocky terrain, um, which allows for some interesting and unique trails. Um, a lot of our area is pretty sandy, so it's it's difficult to really compete with the level of trails that they have. But our goal has never been to really make a better trail than them or, you know, try to compare ourselves to them, but just to kind of add to the value of the trail systems throughout the UP and give people that are coming up to the UP to mountain bike or to hike or to, to ski or, or whatever they're doing, um, another opportunity to stop in our area on their trip and kind of make us a destination on their trip as well. So cross-country skiing, we've got the West Side Pathway and then the Rapid River Trail, the U.S. Forest Service, one north of Rapid River. Yep. Those are the three that we have. Yeah, there's also a, a cross-country ski trail at the Gladstone Sports Park as well. Okay. So we do a fairly good job in catering to those in that that sport? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of different options for people that uh, want to get out and ski. Um, they also groom a loop down at Ludington Park. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of really good options for skiing. Uh, the last few years we've had great snow conditions, so that's been nice to, to mm-hmm. see so many people out on the trails utilizing them. And Rapid River Ski Trail has uh, a lot more varying terrain, you know, some steeper hills and bigger valleys and things like that, which, which make that a little bit more challenging trail for experienced skiers and, and a little bit the longer loops as well. So The group has also put on programs to try and encourage others to get involved in that sport, especially kids. Yeah. Yeah, we've really, one of the things that we wanted to do when we formed the organization is, is not only to build and maintain trails, but to promote trail use and kind of get people excited about non-motorized trail sports. So a part of that was uh, getting the youth involved. So cross-country skiing is can be a challenging sport to start, and, you know, it's it's not as intuitive as maybe just riding a bike. You know, people get used to riding a bike at age four or five or mm-hmm. six, you know, when they're young children. But um, So we wanted to form a youth cross-country ski clinic, and to do that, we the first couple of years, we rented skis, and we were actually able to purchase, I think we own around 30 sets of skis now, um, to have free youth cross-country ski clinics. So with the help of the Escanaba Rotary, the Kiwanis, United Way, and Community Foundation, we were able to actually purchase those skis, so now we have that equipment on hand to offer those youth ski clinics for kids. Are you involved at all with the uh, trail on the Hiawatha National Forest from Rapid River up to Ackerman Lake? We've done a few uh, kind of exploratory hikes up there and just just checking out what the opportunities are there. That hasn't really been a trail that we've focused too much effort on quite yet, but is definitely kind of um, on our list of of things to look at and and see what we can do to improve that and add some value there. 
water would be good. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who has backpacked that with the scouts in varying degrees, yeah, uh, access to water can be very difficult. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. On that. But a lot of horses use, people with horses use Yeah, that, that seems to be a really popular spot for, for equestrians. Mm-hmm. The uh, Little Beatty Knock Trail that was built between Gladstone and, uh, I guess, going towards Escanaba. Mm-hmm. You with Mish Sports that you're involved with has certainly taken advantage of that trail, and I see people on it all the time. Yeah, it's been great to see how often that trail gets utilized. It's, you know, it's a nice, it's a, a fairly short stretch, but it's it's such a scenic stretch right there along the water. You've got the bluff on one side and, and the lake only five feet away from you on the other side. So it's it's been cool to see people out there walking and, and biking and skating and, and all kinds of things. How did your marathon go here about a month ago, right now? Yeah, we had a couple different events this year. They all went really well, uh, had great turnouts. People were really excited to get back out and participating in events. And Are you able to still draw people from outside the area because of the pandemic or is it? Yeah, absolutely. Surprisingly, uh, you know, our first race of the year, the marathon, half marathon event, uh, I think we looked at the stats and it was over 50% were from outside of a two hour radius from okay. us. So other states, other places in the UP that are, you know, a couple hours away. But uh, I think over 30% of them were from outside of Michigan. A potential to grow those events? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if things get a little bit better here Yeah, with the, the pandemic? Yeah, we're hoping to keep keep growing them and, and keep promoting, you know, outdoor activities in the area. And the nature trail at the mouth of the Days River, I know, is one that you've been kind of talking about as well. It's on your radar. Yeah, absolutely. There's some potential there to kind of help improve that trail system, mitigate some of those wet areas as well, and just kind of even just improve the infrastructure there, the the parking lot area, the, you know, the access to the trail, the signage, things like that. Signage. Yeah. It's more than just putting up the, the blue diamond that yeah. you see on trails sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes that trail system is pretty simple. It's basically just a loop, but uh, for some of the other trails where you have other trails right. intersecting, you This have is an trails. interpretive trail. The idea is to learn something yeah. on that one, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you're putting up. Uh, any other that uh, you want to talk about that, that you've been working on? Yeah, I think uh, just some of the other work that's been done, we've really been um, working with the, the DNR to kind of identify places at Days River pathway that, that need some work. So, uh, we've been really excited to see some of the improvements that have been made over the last year or so to kind of bypass some of the wet areas and add additional culverts in some of those wet areas. So some of the further back loops on the trail have always been really wet in the summer and, and spring and fall. Um, so it's been nice to to see those areas get some major improvements to allow for dry, you know, trail use year round. How do you feel the progress has been, the achievements of this club? Yeah, it's been great. We've been uh, really excited to have a great group of volunteers that are out. Anytime we have a work bee, we've got a lot of people out on the trail, really passionate about seeing the opportunities grow and expand here in the area. And it's been uh, really nice to finally, you know, for the first probably a year or so, we were kind of just working on the administrative stuff, kind of forming our club and figuring out what those opportunities were. And then it's been really nice over the last couple of years to actually, you know, get, get your hands dirty and, and work on the trails. So you do meet monthly. 
We do, yeah. Who meets? Is it the whole group or? Yeah, so we have a, a group of board members. Uh, right now we have around nine board members. Um, we are actually in the process of finding some new board members. So we'd love anyone that's interested in becoming a board member to help kind of further uh, our mission of, of expanding and and maintaining trails throughout Delta County. Uh, we, we are accepting applications for that. So people can reach out to us on our website or Facebook page, Delta County Non-Motorized Trails or dcntrails.com. What would they do at those meetings? Yeah, we basically just kind of uh, talk about thing, projects that have been in the works and where we're at in the, in the stages of those projects and come up with plans for what, what our next steps are for projects that are either ongoing or projects that we have planned um, and just, you know, some of the administrative stuff, obviously, to kind of keep the organization running, collecting memberships mm-hmm. and promoting memberships and things like that. Is there a wish list? Of things you're not working on, but would say this is cool. Yeah, there's definitely a, we've had throughout a, a couple of our public meetings and just some of our board meetings, we've really identified a lot of the opportunities in the area and uh, things that maybe aren't first on the list, but would be really cool to build. And and there's a few projects on there that we'd be really excited to see move forward. Anything that you wanna? Uh, yeah, I mean, one that that came up. Uh, hasn't come up recently, but has come up in the past is at the Gladstone Sports Park building some type of bike park there with kind of a loop trail and then some jumps down the hill and, and things like that. Um, that was an exciting project that came up in the past and, and will probably circle its way back around at some point. But um, They got the land up there. I'm yeah, absolutely. Because I was talking about the other projects and I was asking about expansion and they got quite a bit of room. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to do that with the disc golf and the... Yeah, it's great to see that land getting utilized for disc golf now, but there's still plenty of space out there to kind of make that a, a really mm-hmm. active sports complex. So We're starting to see the pavements now go in for the bike trail yeah. on North Lincoln Road. So that's got to change things up a little bit too, but connecting all of that is still a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it's been really exciting to see that new section of paved trail go in by Bay College that the idea of connecting Escanaba and Gladstone has been talked about for many, many years now. And it's always just been such a huge project to tackle because there's so many obstacles. So it's great to, you know, kind of kickstarting the trail a few years ago was that section, uh, in Gladstone coming South from Gladstone. And there's been a a couple other sections in Escanaba Mm -hmm. now. So it's, it's nice to see progress being made towards that goal. And, Hopefully, eventually, we'll have communities that are completely connected with with a bike trail. But it's kind of it has to happen one step at a time. So it's great to see that. This past progress. summer, we tried with the scouts to do an urban hike, a twenty mile urban hike. Yeah. And so we started in Escanaba to go to Gladstone, have lunch in the park, and then hike back. It was extremely difficult to maneuver in the Wells area. Sure. Yeah. Connecting to that, and then even just past Pioneer Trail Park, with the culver the uh, overpass there. Yeah. Uh, made it also extremely difficult. So there's some challenges. Yeah, from what I understand, that's been those have been some of the most difficult spots to figure out a a solid plan for is through the Wells area and like you said there by Pioneer Trail Park. There's a uh, an underpass. Um, there's an underpass there where the train mm-hmm. bridge goes across, where it's really 
not much of a shoulder of a road there, very narrow. So trying to figure out a, a way to get a non-motorized path either underneath or around or over the top of that somehow uh, would be a big challenge. And then there's a couple other spots, you know, kind of by KFC in Escanaba uh, where there's a really tight underpass there too. So, And things for this winter. As we prepare for winter, we are working on a couple of uh, trail work bees and cleanup days. So we do have a trail cleanup uh, work day scheduled at Rapid River Ski Trail on Saturday, October 30th at 9 a.m. So we will have lunch for people there, and we'll just be kind of going through the trail system, knocking sticks off the trail, kind of cleaning up any brush that's encroaching on the trail to allow for smooth grooming. And uh, so... We look forward to having some people out at that and getting the trail system ready for winter. Again, that's when? That'll be October 30th at the Rapid River Ski Trail at 9 a.m. Okay. Rick Elrod is with the Delta Non-Motorized Trails. I appreciate all of the uh, things you've been talking about here today, and good luck at least with the fundraiser with the beer. Can't wait to try spruce beer. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Music